welcome back to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Smateri, and as always, I'm joined by Taylor Wells. How you doing, Taylor? Doing pretty good. How's everyone else doing here? I can't speak for everyone else, but uh, I'm going to speak for, for myself and say that I'm doing quite well. And I'm excited for the show that we are going to give you this week. This is episode number 13, and it's either going to be a lucky episode or an unlucky episode for one of us, because we are putting it all on the line. It's true. We are betting our souls on E3. We're going to lay down our predictions. Only one of us will come out with their hand raised. The other one will be laying on the mat, blood dripping down his face, sweat falling into his eyes, staring up at the lights, wondering where he went wrong as the other one celebrates on the top rope with the fans cheering. It all happens this week. So this week is where we lay down our predictions for E3. But before we do that, just want to give a very special plug, I guess, to uh, June 12th is, of course, Nintendo's big E3 conference. And you can join Taylor and myself all day, pretty much all day, as we're going to be live streaming the entire conference. We're going to have a pre-show. We're going to have a post-show. You can watch the actual conference with us. We're going to have some special guests on the floor at E3 call into the show Give us the crowd reaction. Tell us what it's like over there. We're going to offer you our analysis, such as it is. And it's going to be a really fun time. We'll uh, we'll schmuck around while they're doing their, their treehouse stuff. And, uh, yeah, I hope that you guys will come and join us on June the 12th. It's going to be a great time, and I'm excited for it. And a that wild is, of ride, course, over say. on it, – it'll be wild, that's for sure. Um so yeah, that's going to be over on Zelda Dungeon Twitch, and uh, we'll give you guys a link to that on the main site, but just mark your calendars. Uh, I know that most of the people listening to this are probably going to be watching that anyway, so uh, why not come and watch it with us? Taylor. Yes, sir. I am ready it's time. to demolish you with it my picks. It is time. Now, before... Before we go ahead and start trading predictions, I want to explain to the listeners exactly how this works, and I also want to explain what is at stake. Because it's not just some ho-hum bet for potatoes and pride. No, this is real consequences on the line here. So I'm going to lay it all out. So the way that this is going to work is Taylor and myself have a tier set of predictions. The first tier we will offer five predictions of what we think will happen. And this tier is called the reasonable tier, as in this could very well happen. So if it were, these are where the safer bets go. So every, every point or every correct prediction that we get, we get one point. And I don't know, Taylor, do you want to do half points if something's like sword rate? Um, yeah, we could, we could do a half point or maybe like a bonus point system. Uh, okay, well, how about how about we do, like, half points, and we'll just say, like, um, you know, if something, if something is announced, but our release date was wrong or something like that, then that's a half point. Um, so okay. our predictions are, are more in-depth as well. We're not just, we're not just throwing out there, um, you know, cheesy, you know, obvious predictions. So, 
That's tier one in the reasonable category. Tier two, we get three picks. This tier is called not impossible. So this would be like a 30 to 50% likelihood chance of actually happening. So these picks are worth two points if we get them correct. And then the last tier is the WTF tier. That is where the insane picks go, where if you get it right, you get three points. And you're, we only get one pick each for this particular category. So that Mine's a is how the game is played. Mine's a doozy as well. So uh, nine picks all in all. So nine predictions there. And we're going to go back and forth and we're going to tell you which tier that we are in. And we're going to do it like that. The stakes couldn't be higher. Fans of the Champions cast will have remembered that Taylor and myself have a long-standing rivalry when it comes to our favorite Final Fantasy games. I champion Final Fantasy IX. He likes Final Fantasy VIII. Don't know why. I mean, look, we can't all have amazing tastes, so it's okay that you don't and that I take all the glory when it comes to Final Fantasy. The stakes are the loser must watch the other person stream their Final Fantasy of choice and provide commentary. So you can look forward to Taylor playing Final Fantasy IX while I provide excellent commentary and insight into that amazing masterpiece of a game. And should the worst happen, you can flip that around. <laughs> the worst, he says. But little does he know that with that playthrough, he will truly come to appreciate the glory and the fantasticalness that is Final Fantasy VIII. So I think the listeners out there have realized by now that the stakes just absolutely couldn't be higher. I don't want to play Final Fantasy VIII. You don't want to play Final Fantasy IX. One of us is going to lose. It's true. So let's get right to it, shall we? Let's kick off these E3 predictions. Let the battles begin. Now, so what we did um, last week was instead of like the traditional flip a coin to see who goes first like they do in uh, football games, we asked a member of the Zelda Dungeon community to pick a number between 1 and 10. And so Taylor picked a number closer to what she ended up picking. So he will get the first prediction. So Taylor, let's take it away with you. We're going to start with the reasonable tier. What's your first All prediction? Right. So, reasonable tier, my first prediction is going to be Bayonetta 3 not only gets a trailer, but should release sometime mid-2019. So, a release date as well as uh, like a full trailer, gameplay, all that, all that good stuff. Finally get some solid information on this long-awaited title. And it's definitely nice. going to be I've for been, the Switch. Uh... Yeah, I think it's already confirmed to be a Switch exclusive. I, uh, I could be wrong about that, actually. That's what I last heard, but it could have changed. Uh, and I'm excited for this because I picked up Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2, played through the first one, and uh, I was surprisingly into it. Um, I haven't played 2 yet, but I'm going to. And uh, I never thought I would have been a fan of this series, but I'm going to be picking up Bayonetta 3 when it comes out for sure. 
Yeah, I, so I'm excited for that game. And listeners, if you haven't played the Bayonetta series yet, you really, really should give it a shot at the very least. Um, they currently have a bundle, I think it is, uh, available on the Switch where you can get Bayonetta 1 and 2, the remaster versions. Uh, yeah, that's so, right. And even if, even if if you buy it physical too, you have a download code for the first uh, Bayonetta there. I think it works out to about the same price anyways if you buy them both digitally. It's about yeah. the same price as buying uh, Bayonetta 2 physical. So that's what I did. And I don't regret it. Absolutely. All right. My first pick. Pokemon Switch will be officially revealed. This will introduce Generation 8 of Pokemon. So new starters, new world, new everything. And it will be a 2019 game possibly holiday 2019 okay i i can i can see that i think that we'll get some information on pokemon for sure the only thing that's kind of throwing me off is there's been those rumors about um like pokemon pikachu edition and eevee edition and it looked like a 3ds game i don't know if you've seen those screen caps floating around online and supposedly that's the newest pokemon game I don't believe that. I think that that was just a fake rumor. I don't. I don't think that it's the new Pokemon game, um, but I definitely think it is one that is going to exist. Which brings me to my second pick, which is a 3DS uh, mobile version of Pokemon to complement the Switch. Now I don't know whether it's going to be a cuz the from the screenshots it looks like a remake of gen 1 kind of like how fire red and leaf green did that um so that's what it looks like so maybe it's a remake of pokemon yellow which would be really cool i think um but uh be, because we've gotten like next to nothing so far i i don't know which which i'd go for so i'm just going to say uh, I'm just gonna say it's a it's a Pokemon remake that will be on the 3DS um, and will probably release alongside the new Pokemon for Switch. See, I would be more inclined to believe that it's actually like a mobile Pokemon or maybe like an extension for Pokemon Go or something because you do hear those rumors about how they're trying to implement Pokemon Go into like the new mainline Pokemon game. So I think 3DS could be likely, but if I were a betting man, which obviously I am since this whole show is us betting, then I would be saying that it would be coming out on mobile rather than 3DS. But it is, it's a brave choice, that's for sure. I mean... And thinking about that too, that would be... You're talking 3DS until like late 2019. That's that's incredible. Yeah, but Nintendo's been saying the same thing. Like they, they're the ones who are like, "Hey, just because the Switch came out doesn't mean we're giving up on 3DS." So, I, I got a couple of those titles uh, in my lineup today. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I love, uh, I love the three, I love my 3DS, and I hope that it keeps going for a long, long time. I just like speaking to the system's longevity. I think it's incredible. Me too. Um, okay, my next prediction in the reasonable tier. Metroid Prime 4 is revealed with full trailer. It comes out spring 2019. Um, it's a first-person adventure, obviously, in the vein of the first three Metroid Primes, and it is not developed by Retro Studios. What's your reasonings for this? 
Specifically not being developed um, by Retro. I think if it was developed by Retro, they would have made a point to say so. Because obviously, Retro is probably one of Nintendo's most prolific um, you know, developers. And so they have obviously a, a history of, of quality games from Donkey Kong to Metroid. So I think that if Metroid Prime um, were being developed by them, they would be quick to point it out because obviously a lot of Metroid fans are a little bit sour after the Team Ninja experiment and other M. So uh, I, I just think that that's something that you'd want to highlight for the fans. And I think that most of I, I think that most of Nintendo's fans, maybe not like the super casual ones, but even the ones who know a little bit about Nintendo, know about Retro Studios, know that they kind of reinvented the Metroid series back in the GameCube era, and um, would be excited to hear that they were returning to the franchise that made them. So um, that's not to say I don't think whatever developer is making Metroid Prime 4 won't do an amazing job, because I'm sure that they will. I just don't think that that studio is going to be retro. And I think it'll get like the Splatoon 2 time slot in 2019, where Splatoon kind of came out in, uh, uh, what was it, like this time last year, about. That makes sense to me. So my next pick will be okay. So we we all know that Legend of Zelda got Breath of the Wild last year, and supposedly they're kind of finished with with Breath of the Wild. So we're not we're not likely to see any future DLCs or anything like that. Um, but knowing Nintendo, it's too soon to get another main title Zelda game. But also in Nintendo's line, it's not altogether unfamiliar to have an in-betweener Zelda to be released. So my next prediction is that we're going to be getting our next remake of older Zelda titles in the form of Link's Awakening on the 3DS. We've, we've long heard rumors of, uh, of a remake uh, of a Zelda title. Specifically, we've been hearing a lot of remake uh, rumors about a 2D Zelda game getting a remake. And... I gotta say, of all the ones that uh, people are clamoring for, especially myself, I would probably say uh, Link's Awakening. That's that's my pick. This would just be absolutely saucy if this came out. That would be that would be so awesome. Because um, I mean, you have you have a link between worlds, which is pretty much the you know the uh, Link to the Past remake, but. Also, Ooh, a sequel. At the a same Link's time. Awakening remake would be just absolutely awesome, and they and they could probably just use the Link Between World engine for that too. So it wouldn't even be. I, I don't want to say that hard, but it wouldn't be as hard. How about that? That's a fair point. I I would think they might need to change the the graphic style a little bit more to fit fit the kind of older manga esque uh, artwork of Link's Awakening, but. Yeah, they they could probably take a lot of what they did with with a link between worlds and modify it to fit the Link's Awakening gameplay. Now, just talking as two Zelda fans here, not two guys in a deathmatch competing here, would you rather see a Link's Awakening like remake or would you rather see a sequel in the style of Link Between Worlds? Cuz I think I'd rather see a sequel, but I wouldn't complain either way. I would rather see um I would rather see a remake and then a sequel. 
because I don't think enough people got to experience Link's Awakening um, in its full kind of glory, I want to say. But this would be an opportunity to kind of bring people back a bit uh, with a modern uptake, kind of like how they did Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, all all of those, into where you, you can experience the ga- the the beauty of it and then look forward to a potential sequel later when everybody's like, oh yeah, this was one of the best Zeldas that I've ever played or, you know, one of, one of my new favorite uh, Zelda titles. Especially okay, since we have enough. so many new Zelda fans now, especially with Breath of the Wild. So this is an absolute perfect segue because Taylor and I both have Zelda picks in our number three position, but mine is different. Speaking of fans that didn't get to experience in a Zelda game, my third prediction is that a bundled edition of The Legend of Zelda, Four Swords, and Four Swords Adventure will come out for the Switch and will launch in September alongside Nintendo's new online platform. The reasoning behind this is that those games were neglected because they were multiplayer Zeldas. And not only were they multiplayer Zeldas, but they just had this like asinine control scheme where like you had to rope together a couple Game Boy advances and like get your get your GameCube to Game Boy cables and like link them up. It was it was just this giant rigmarole to play these games. Like nobody played them. So a lot of people slept on those and Every year, we've had a Zelda come out for the last, what, nine years? Whether it was a remake or a new title or something like that. And there hasn't been one this year yet. So, this would be an easy port. It would give a a Zelda chance, a Zelda title, a second chance. And it would be a good show-off title for the new online subscription service that Nintendo is launching. So, that is my prediction. We are going to see Four Swords come back. So will you get a half point if it's just a port and not a remake? Um, I'd say, I'd, yeah, I'd say a half point if it comes out and doesn't launch in September. A half point if it's something Four Swords-esque or multi, multiplayer Zelda-esque. We can, uh, we can officially judge okay. at a later date once the uh, results are in. But uh, yeah, that would be, you know... Talking just for a second here, that would be just like absolutely incredible. I would love to play Four Swords Adventure with a bunch of, uh, you know, my friends over at Zelda Dungeon. Makes sense to me. All right, so with my fourth pick, now we've all we all know about Nintendo fans and their fabulous and far-reaching love for the Fire Emblem series. And while we just got Fire Emblem Warriors last year on the Switch. They have already confirmed that a new Fire Emblem is in development somewhere along the line. Uh, we don't know, you know, anything about it other than the fact that we will be getting a some type of Fire Emblem game in the future. So my fourth pick is definitely going to be a Fire Emblem re- reveal. They're going to reveal uh, what it's going to be on. They're going to reveal. Uh, the release date, which I am saying is going to be 2019. And I don't think they're going to show more than just like an announcement and maybe like a brief cinematic trailer or something like that. I don't think they're going to show any gameplay or stuff like that. But release date, uh, full reveal, 
and I believe it's going to be for the Switch. I think you're dreaming. I think you're dreaming. I think that this is going to be full-blown revealed. It's going to have trailer, gameplay, because it was announced over a year ago for the Switch. So I think we're going to see... I think Fire Emblem is going to have a good coming-out party at E3. All right, well, we'll see. All right, so my fourth pick is the return of the Super Smash Bros. fan ballot, where... For anybody that doesn't remember, in the final stages of uh, DLC for Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, you could write in your pick for who you wanted to see as a downloadable content character, which Bayonetta ended up winning and was added to Smash Bros. I think that's going to come back for the new Super Smash Bros. And uh, I think that it will... I think that it will launch... I think this isn't part of my actual pick, but I think maybe it'll it'll launch like maybe just right then, because why not? But uh, so my fourth pick, Super Smash Bros. Fan Ballot returns to pick DLC fighters for Smash. That'll be pretty interesting. I I kind of hope it does. Uh, out of curiosity, who did you who did you want and vote for in uh, in the original? Um, I voted for Black Mage from Final Fantasy, who I will probably vote for again. Uh, I, I still, you know what? I like Bayonetta. I do, but I just call total shenanigans that she won that uh, that she won that fan ballot. Like of, of all the characters out there, Bayonetta did not win. They just they had, had already plans for Bayonetta to be into into Smash. So well, let's that was just their way of getting her. Let's in. rewind though, because the fan ballot was more than just voting on. Uh, finalists. It was also a submission system, so you could pick, kind of like any any character to guest star or or to be DLC. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like you would yeah. have had to write in Bayonetta. That's that's oh, okay, and okay. I so apparently Bayonetta was really popular in Europe, mm. and that's kind of what pushed her over. But it makes sense. Honestly, I just I call shenanigans. Okay, I I voted for Roy and for Young Link either as a skin or as a full character to be included. So I got half of my wish at least cuz we got Roy and he's our boy. So next up, uh, Roy sucks. Uh, he, my... he needs to get he needs to go. Hey, Roy, Roy does not well, mechanically he sucks, but as a character he's awesome. In any case, my fifth and final pick for the reasonable category is and Andy completely and totally disagrees with me on this. I already know is going to be a new Kid Icarus on Switch. I don't, I'm not going to try and guess a release date, but uh, this, this is already kind of stretching into the more not-impossible category. But I think it, it's been a while. It's, uh, as Andy, I, th I believe you said earlier, um, 2012, I think, was the last release of Kid Icarus, which was on the 3DS. But it did really well, and... While it's been like a 20-year gap in between uh, Kid, I Kid Icarus games, I think because of the popularity of, of the game now and his popularity as a character in Smash, I, I, I think it's not too untoward to guess that he might be getting a new title pretty soon. And I think, uh, I think Nintendo should take advantage of that and that they will have something for us at E3. This is why I think you're wrong. So Kid Icarus Uprising came out 
2011 or 2012, like we were talking about. I think if you were going to do a sequel, you you were probably going to do one on the 3DS, and you would have done it already. So mm, I, I don't think it's going to be a sequel, though. Not to Uprising, at least. Yeah, and like not to Uprising, but just like another Kid Icarus game in general. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think so. I I wouldn't be. I didn't really like Uprising, so that wouldn't be like a great like boon for me if they did announce it. Although the Star Foxy parts in that game were cool, where you were like flying you were around, flying or around. But that game had a shooting everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. But like the the controls in that game were just so awful that you know if they did do it on Switch and they had a new like battle not even battle system they just had a completely revamped control system then I would give it a second chance but uh, yeah I don't know. All right, what's your final pick? All right. So my final pick was going to be announcing a couple games, but I I think that I'm going to get rid of that pick because it's it's an easy pick. Um, so I'm going to change my last pick to at least one new title published by Nintendo will be revealed after the official E3 conference is done and during the Treehouse presentation. So, so if you remember last series. year, no, not a completely new series, but just like, um, so for example, last year, uh, Metroid Samus Returns wasn't revealed during the E3 conference itself, but what it was, it was revealed during the the Treehouse playthrough afterwards. So just like a new title like that, like afterwards, like be it in the Mario series, Donkey Kong, whatever. So like just a new, just a new title published by Nintendo will be revealed not in the conference itself, but in, in the following Treehouse presentation after. Okay, makes sense. So I, I think we saw it last year, and you know, you only get like sixty minutes, which is a lot. It isn't a lot of time to cram in everything that you want to. So um, I think it makes sense that we'll see. God, probably a new Kirby game or something like that for 3DS. Yeah, I, I was thinking of as much Kirby as I'm loath to say. Well. Well, it seems like there's a new Kirby game every six months, and they never get any better, and they're all, <laughs> they're all just these whatever. Let's not get into a rant. <laughs> Careful, guys! If you ever want to hear Andy, other than to say rant, that his new game stinks, <laughs> typical, typical Kirby game. I'm sorry, Captain Dangerous, if you're listening, but oh man, yeah. Anyways, that's all you got to do. Just mention Kirby, right. and Andy goes off the rails. So those are the safe picks. Those are the picks that actually stand a chance of happening. Let's move on to the risky picks, the risky business tier, mm. the not impossible tier. My favorite tier. Take us away. It's my favorite tier because it's where basically all the games that I really want sequels to uh, fall into play. However, you know, knowing knowing Nintendo and knowing their practices. You know, we may or may not get them. They're they're one of those where you know it's it's totally possible, but you know, prob probably I don't know, maybe maybe not as not nearly as likely as as all the ones that we we listed before. So my very first pick for that is going to be a new Star Fox title for Switch. I think that I think that Nintendo needs to give the Star Fox series another chance. Um, despite the problems that the Wii U version had, 
and despite all the I guess you could say the the not so great reviews and not so great um experiences I think that Star Fox giving up the Star Fox series is a mistake and I I'm pretty sure that Nintendo knows that and uh I I think that they they have something up their sleeves regarding the Star Fox series and continuing it and I think the Switch is a perfect platform to do it on so that's going to be I would I'd yeah, be down that's for that. my number one uh not uh, not impossible now, pick. Now hold on cuz that doesn't seem risky enough to me so I want you to add something into this. Is it going to be a Star Fox 64-esque on-rails shooter or is it going to be a Breath of the Wild-esque reinvention of Star Oh, Fox. I'm going to totally say Breath of the Wild-esque. I think that a lot of what Nintendo is going to do from here on out because of Breath of the Wild's success is try and implement that into as many franchises as they can that makes it work. Like, we've already kind of sort of seen it with Mario Odyssey, Odyssey I feel. Alright. Yeah, good call. Okay, so my first not-impossible pick, which I actually feel was bordering on, like, WTF... But I'm just going to go out there anyways. One last batch of downloadable content is announced for Breath of the Wild. Mm, yeah. So I'm going. I'm, I'm going with this just because of a gut. I'm going with this because of a gut feeling I have, where it just feels like there's something incomplete about Breath of the Wild, and there's something missing in the story or or something. So I'm thinking. Why not one more batch of downloadable content, maybe set back in the past, like 10,000 years prior to the events of Breath of the Wild. Um, you wouldn't have to bring back any of the, the voice actors for the champions or anything like that, except for perhaps Impa. But uh, I just, I get, I, I have I have a feeling, and maybe it's just because I don't want it to be over and I don't want it to, the story to, to end on that note. But I think that they're going to – I think there's going to be one last hurrah for Breath of the Wild. You know, I really hope Perhaps right. maybe even – perhaps maybe even uh, – it's not DLC, but if they do a Breath of the Wild, like Game of the Year edition or something like that, or Definitive Edition, then maybe it gets packaged into that. So. Yeah, I, I – That's my pitch. I definitely I, – I definitely can't say, yeah, no, I wouldn't take that. but. You know, I I also think that's kind of a kind of a stretch. Uh, I don't I don't think Nintendo because they didn't they already said there's like that there there's gonna be nothing further. So they I they did know. say that, but they also said they were discontinuing the NES Classic and it's gonna be back on shelves June 29th. <laughs> that's true. They they did. So you you might be right about this, and I really hope you are because I agree pretty much with everything you said. So my next pick, number two in the not impossible category, I was debating saying Luigi's Mansion three at first, but I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on that and I'm gonna go with a new Ace Attorney game. Now Ace Attorney isn't developed by Nintendo; it's a, it's a Capcom game, but pretty much every single Ace Attorney has been on Nintendo systems, so I'm I'm counting that fully as. Uh, as my pick, and I think we're going to on the to Switch see... or the 3DS. Uh, this is going to be on the 3DS. I don't, I don't know that we'll ever see an Ace Attorney on Switch. I hope we do, but based off of trends and the fact that they, again, they said they said they don't plan on discontinuing 
like 3DS titles anytime soon, and because pretty much every Ace Attorney has always been on the portable Nintendo systems, uh, I'm going to go with, with the 3DS for that. And I think it's going to be a sequel to Spirit of Justice, uh, like a direct sequel, based off of how the game ends. I still haven't finished Spirit of Justice. I don't think that's like a total impossibility. I think the the riskiest thing about that is thinking that it'll get announced during Nintendo's conference. Right, and that's that's why it fits in. I also think it's risky because I don't think it's going to be released this or next year. I think it's a 2020 title. That's a long. That's a long ways away. It is. All right. Is. So my my next pick. Um, this is risky. Fortnite is going to come to Switch, and it will have cross-platform online play. Hmm. The dust is settling. Uh, <laughs> I hope not, but that's more to do with my personal distaste for Battle Arena games like Fortnite. But, you know... I- I have a I have a couple of friends and they're like these are like the friends that uh, they buy Call of Duty and NHL every year and those are their games you know what I mean and they're like yeah. man Fortnite is so awesome I can't stop playing it Fortnite yeah I, I, I think <laughs> we all have those kinds of titles I see where you're I see where you're coming from I I, I think the other difficulty will be cross platform I don't know that uh, the Switch has the infrastructure for that but it's it's possible. I have no idea. I also have no idea. I didn't do any research at all for this pick. So I have no idea if Fortnite supports cross-platform play right now at all, even between, like, computer and Xbox. I don't know. Um, I don't think no it does, but it's... I I don't know for sure, so I can't comment on that. I'm, I'm reaching for the stars on this one, so even a half point would be great. So uh, that's that's my not impossible pick. All right. So my third and final not impossible pick is Harvest Moon, um, and I'm going to say this one's going to be on the Switch. Uh, we've got all we got a few recent Harvest Moon titles on the 3DS. Uh, they seem to also be. Uh, see, here's the difficulties because Harvest Moon has kind of been split into two different franchises now. We've got Harvest Moon, and then we've got like the Story of Seasons or whatever it's called, and I'm. I'm a hardcore, like, OG Harvest Moon fanboy. Like, I loved it. Harvest Moon 64, Harvest Moon on the SNES back in the day, and then Harvest Moon um, back to to nature uh, for PlayStation 1 was one of my all-time favorite Harvest Moons. And it's been a steady franchise, and it's had a fair amount of success for the longest time. And I'm really hoping that Nintendo will take the leap and kind of like they did with the Wii when they when they brought um how oh, I I'm forgetting the the name of it off the top of my head but Harvestman had a Wii title that came out for it that was actually really really good and really innovative for being on on that console as opposed to a lot of the portable versions we were getting in between like the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 era of Harvest Moon games so I'm thinking they're going to go back to bringing us a console, Harvest Moon, and I'm thinking it's going to be a 2019 title. And 
So this is this is a new Harvest Moon? Yes. Because I'm going to throw a wrench in your plans right now. A new Harvest, Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon Light of Hope Special Edition just came out, like, days ago for the Switch. Light of Hope? So really? I don't know about that. Special well, Edition I have just not, came out I didn't on the hear Switch. about any of the Special Edition. So is that a... Is that, like, a remake or of, like, a 3DS version? Um... I have no idea. Um, Harvest Moon Light of Hope Special Edition will be launching on Nintendo Switch in May 2018. After a successful launch on Steam last year, the special edition of the game will feature brand new... So it's a port of the Steam game. Okay. So I'm... Yeah, I'm thinking a a full new title for Switch, not a port or or a remake. Does that still count? You want me to go with my original Luigi's Mansion pick? No, no, no. Harvest Moon right. is fine. That that's fine because I you're not going to be right because it just came out. So that's perfect. That feeds into my victory. I don't know about that because Fire Emblem Warriors just came out. And we're still getting a new Fire Emblem game. Yeah, but Fire Emblem Warriors is totally different. That's like that's like Shaq food a Street Fighter. Nobody even cares. About <laughs> that. What a reference, but it seems like the, it seems like Fire Emblem Warriors just died too. Like you couldn't. You know, Hyrule Warriors has been ported like ten times, and uh, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors just came out, and uh, I haven't, I haven't heard a thing about it since. It, it feels like. Mm, yeah, you'd think so, but I mean, Hyrule Warriors went really strong, so I don't know, man. Maybe. Okay, so my last pick in the not impossible category, and this is again subverting expectations. So Nintendo recently applied a trademark for N64 in Japan, which has everybody thinking that the N64 Classic is going to be announced. I think that the Game Boy Classic is going to be announced, and it will be comprised of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Maybe You could probably jam 30 of them onto onto one kind of makeshift Game Boy device. It'll be the model in the, in the original vein of, like, the... Uh, remember the old, like, the OG... Like brick Game Boy, like the bad original, boy from, original? Like, from like way back when. Yeah, like like the original. I think it'll be a model of that. Huh. And uh, you could, I I don't think you'll be able to play it portably, but I do think that you'll be able to plug it in and just play all those Game Boy games and whatever. So, um, a Game Boy Classic is announced, and it will have Game Boy and Game Boy Color games on it. You know that'd be really neat. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, I could appreciate that. I think that it would be like super nifty. There's tons of great games that you could put on it. Even if they left out, let's say they left out Pokemon, Red, Blue, Yellow, Crystal, and and like all the Pokemon games because those ones just make enough money on the eShop as it is mm-hmm. without them being packaged into it. Even even without that, you still have like so many awesome games that you could put on this from like super mario land to wario land to uh the second kid icarus metroid 2 um link's awakening there's there's tons of awesome games that you could fill this with i'm sure kirby has about 60 games released on the on the game boy that you could pile in there so uh yeah i think that'd be really cool i'd be totally down for that easily yeah that i i think it's a long shot but i definitely i i would love that i think it's a long shot too I think, if I'm being honest with myself, I made this pick before they filed the trademark for the N64, but I wanted to stick to my guns. I didn't want to be obvious. 
and uh, so there we have it, the Game Boy well, Classic. I applaud and, you and for your bravery. I just like the N sixty four Classic excites me, but I, I would almost want it full of games that aren't the usual suspects. You know what I mean? Like, like I love Mario sixty four, I love Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, but like I want games that you know aren't like the the ones that we've all played a million times over like like give me paper mario give me f-zero x give me uh give me like shadows of the empire star wars oh that's, that's that was right there, yes please if that's but gonna it, like, you know what i mean just like yeah the the side games or like not side games but just like the games that you don't immediately think of when you think of n64 yeah i'm totally with you on that one I guess it'd be tough too because I couldn't put Goldeneye on there, so Goldeneye would be would be gone, or Perfect Dark for that matter. Oh, that is true. Perfect Dark was originally uh, originally done I on guess you N64, so you couldn't put uh, Banjo Kazooie or Conquer there either. I'm sure they could probably work something out with Rare, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it'll be it, that would be really tough to do, I think, but probably worth it in the end. Especially if Shadows of the Empire is on there. I think they there. did some, they did some cross collaboration work before, back in like the Game Boy Advance days, where Nintendo published a Rare game even after Rare was already sold to Microsoft. I, I can't remember what the game was, but I remember, I remember them doing that. Oh, yeah, way. I'm not, I'm not remembering that either, but. I don't know. It it would be it would be interesting at the very least, and Lord knows that we need some more interesting stuff. Yes, absolutely. Which brings us to our WTF picks, like the third tier. If this comes true, the you know what we should almost just say like my pick is so out there, and I'm assuming win. your pick is is so far out there. Yeah, we just auto win if these come okay. true. I. Do you agree to those I stakes? I agree to those stakes. All right. Let's have it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here when we were talking about our Game Boy Advance top games. And the, uh, this game made both... Well, this series made both of our lists. And it has been a literal decade and a half between when we've seen the last version of this series, and I think it's time it comes back. And I'm going with F-Zero. We're getting a new F-Zero game for the Switch. For the Switch? Yep. Bold picks. Oof. Bold picks here, boys. We don't we don't back down. We, don't, we are not afraid to make our demands. I would certainly be down for that. We gotta have a new F Zero game. Everybody talks about this series. Everybody has played one of these games in the series at one point or another, and almost everybody has turned to Nintendo and said, "What happened? Where is our new fi- Where is our new uh, F Zero game? Where is Captain Falcon and his gloriousness?" And Nintendo has been silent. So I feel like now is the time. Take advantage of this new like beautiful console this, you've given us. This could happen because 
I feel like the Switch is where Nintendo is truly going to test out its franchises to see what's worth it and what isn't worth it. Because every series, it seems, or every just almost every game that's been on the Switch has sold exceptionally well. You have the best-selling Zelda game ever on the Switch. You have Xenoblade had never broken a million in sales, and they put Xenoblade on the Switch, and now it's at like a million five, something like that. You have um, the best-selling... What was that? Uh, what did I just have in my head? Splatoon. There we go. Splatoon has already surpassed what it did on Wii U numbers. So I just feel like Nintendo can put a series on Switch and say, like, okay, all these other series have surpassed previous expectations. So if F-Zero is truly worth its salt, then it will sell on the Switch. So I feel like maybe that could happen in the sense that, like, maybe they want to do this this test and test it out and see. Well, this is also why I'm saying that... I don't know. Well, I mean, look, th- again, this is also why I'm saying Kid Icarus is going to get a sequel on the Switch. Uh, it's, it, like, this is their newest and best console release, you know, in quite a while. And we're seeing a lot of interest in various franchises. We're getting a whole bunch of new stuff and stuff that you wouldn't think would come to the Switch. As you said, like, we, with Xenoblade, we didn't really expect... Um, you know, maybe a ma- a major presence, but bam, right out the gates, they're like, yeah, we're going to put uh, a new Xenoblade title on here. So Kid, Kid Icarus, I feel, is, is going to be one of those. And I think if you're going to dig up any old series out of the grave uh, that actually has quite a bit of fan, you know, want and desire, it's going to be F-Zero. I would be, I'd be down for that. It's been a long time since we had a console F-Zero. It's been 15 years, as a matter of fact, since F-Zero GX. Like I said, decade and a half. And we need it, and we want it. So what about you, Andy? What's Stop your... Stockholm Punch! Okay. So my, my announcement, or my prediction, piggybacks off of the online subscription announcement that they had a few weeks ago. Nintendo announced that they will not be doing a virtual console. So this is my prediction. We are going to have a separate, you pay for it on top of the online subscription service. And I'm just going to call it a video game Netflix, for lack of a better word. And Xbox, I think, has it where it's called Game Pass or something like that. But it's going to be a virtual console. And it's going to have, you're going to pay like 20 bucks a month you will get unlimited access to classic Nintendo games. SNES games, Wii U games, GameCube games, everything. You will have a rotating assortment of titles in there that you can that you can play. The 20 free NES games that will launch with the Nintendo paid subscription service will be almost like a teaser for this service to try and get to try and entice people to pay for the virtual console on top of that. So I'm not throwing out pricing out there, but I think it's going to be a Netflix-like classic video game virtual console subscription service that will have tons, tons of old Nintendo games, Sega games, whatever. Like, you're going to have your virtual console in there. You're going to pay a monthly fee. You'll be able to play everything. Hmm. That is my pick for 
what the f are you thinking? Yeah, that's one of those where I'm like, I I sincerely hope that they don't come out with something like that. Like I'm I'm in the band camp with you in where I would like a virtual console. I would like some backwards compatibility with my Switch that doesn't necessarily involve me. Um, like, well, I, I I mean I guess that that's not the right way to phrase it. Like I just I don't want you know like this rotational service that in where I don't necessarily get to play the actual games that I want to play at any given time, and I'm paying this like I every month in order to have access to this. That just it seems like a terrible business model to have at least towards the consumer. And I, I would Hold rather... Hold on a second, though, because you pay... You would pay, let's say, 20 bucks for a GameCube game, right? Um, if you were to... Let, let's just... Actually, for a for a Wii game on the Wii U Virtual Console is almost 30 bucks. So let's say that instead of paying that 30 bucks that you're going to buy, you instead spend 20 bucks and you get to play everything that month. And so, like, you don't... You don't technically own it, but then you're getting value because you're paying less for a, a much wider assortment of games. So obviously, the more that you play, the more value you'd get out of it. But I, I think it's I think it's pretty economical. I think this goes back to our talk about like PlayStation Plus and that kind of thing, and where it's really dependent on which games are actually offered, because you you could say. You know, pay 20 bucks, you get access to these 20 games. But are those 20 games actually worth it to you? You know, you can't really... I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be like 50 games that are going to be in here at least. And I'm talking like every... So hypothetically, if this actually came to pass and Nintendo was like, give me 20 extra bucks on top of the the 30 bucks a year for the online subscription service... Or maybe let's just say they charge you 100 bucks a year for the service on top of the online subscription service. But you got to play an assortment of, like, let's say 30 Wii titles, uh, 20 Wii U titles, Game Boy Advance titles, DS titles, N64 titles, GameCube titles. Would you would you pass on that? Uh, that That's a hard question. I mean, $100 is a lot. I mean, just like, just like hypothetical. I... <laughs> You know, if, if they if they like gave me an announcement saying like all of these different games are going to be available, like specifically which ones, you know, I would definitely consider it. But I don't know if I'd be willing to drop a hundred dollars just for just for that. I don't know. I would drop a hundred dollars for the chance to play all those games at my leisure when I want and be able to play them on Switch, where you can just like. Pick it up and go. I, okay. I think I would play that. May, pay if that. it was at my leisure and I and I own those games. Well, you wouldn't own them though. It's just like it's like Netflix, right? Like you don't own those movies, but you pay the fee and then you get you can watch those movies whenever you want, as long as they're the on rotation, Netflix. Which which is what right. I fundamentally disagree with. I don't I don't like that system. But in any case, yes, maybe I would, but I don't know. This It's one of those situations where, yeah, that, that they could go with that, but it's it's something I hope they don't do. I would rather just get an actual virtual console, which I know they're saying we don't want to do that, but, you know, maybe if there's enough demand, they'll change their minds. 
Oh, I think the demand is there. Oh, we know the demand is there. I definitely think the demand the is there. The problem is Nintendo's not so, moving. So. And that just leads me to believe that they must have something else. Like, the, these these 20 shitty NES games, like, that's that's not your substitute for the virtual console. And we all know that. Like, they must have something else, like, cooking in the kitchen. Like, there's got to be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, why not dream for the stars... Dream for the Reach stars. For the Reach stars. for the stars. Dream big. Yeah, let's mix them all together. Let's just let's dream for the stars, and uh, let's let's hope for for the announcement. All right, uh, I'll I'll go with that. So those are our picks. That's it. Those are nine picks. Um, we've we've laid it all out on the line of what we think is going to happen over at E3. Now we just get to see whether the punch has landed and who's going to be standing on top and ready to submit. The stakes. The loser must stream their least favorite Final Fantasy with the winner. So the stakes couldn't be any higher, uh, as we've as we Absolutely told you. Absolutely not. So this all goes down June the 12th. Uh, 9 o'clock Pacific, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, that is. Uh, you can join us over at Zelda Dungeon Twitch. Taylor and I are going to be live streaming the entire event. Um, we are going to be giving you our reactions, our analysis, our reaction. Like, we're, we're basically going to be following up on this prediction episode after it's done. I think it'll be pretty clear who's won and who's lost after the, uh, the conference is over. So come and join us for that. Come and hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a good time. You're going to get to see Taylor sweat as none of his predictions come true, and you're going to get to see me gloat as uh, all of my predictions in come your true. dreams. So we hope that you in, in your dreams dream for the stars, baby. <laughs> um, so before before we end off, I just wanted to throw out a quick question. Do it. Hit me. What you what you playing recently? Recently, playing any good games lately? Yeah. Um, funny enough, just this morning, I ended up picking up, well, I didn't pay for it, thankfully, my brother gifted it to me, but I ended up picking up Destiny 2, so I'm going to be playing that with him at some point, and seeing what everybody was complaining about. Oh, How nice. about you? I have Destiny 2, but I've never oh, played okay. it. Um, I am playing, I'm a little late to this party, but I'm playing Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and it is awesome it's so much fun uh anybody who's familiar with fire emblem and likes fire emblem should check out this game because it is just an absolute blast um and i picked up a lot of uh of inspired by zelda games too from inspired by zelda week over at zelda dungeon so picked up it'll do it'll do two uh fair rune collection Darksiders 2, so I got a lot of a lot of good stuff to play very nice i've been wanting to pick up mario versus rabbit so i'll probably do that soon uh, I... It is an absolute blast. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It makes me want a Zelda Rabbids, which I'm actually writing a piece about right now. That would be so. really cool. Uh, yeah, I. The only other thing I've been doing recently, I think, in in terms of actually playing, uh, I did a 17-hour stream of Fallout 4, and I'll probably be doing another another playthrough of that uh, sometime soon. So that was fun. Now, Final Fantasy IX is a long oh, yeah. game. You were, uh, you're going to be playing it for a long Final time. Final Fantasy VIII is as well. After you lose. Fi- Final Fantasy VIII feels like it takes forever. I mean, if you're speedrunning the game, I think uh, one of the... 
what the the world record I think is under eight hours, but that's speed running. Like if you're just playing the game that's name, crazy. normally, holy moly, you get your bang for your buck with these old PlayStation Final Fantasy titles. Final Fantasy nine, seven, eight, all of them, pretty long games, pretty good games, minus the nine. They were cheaper, and they and you didn't have to buy extra downloadable exactly. content. So there exactly. you go. All right, so this is the kickoff of E3 month on the Champions Cast. So we've of course had our E3 predictions this episode. Next episode, we are going to be reliving a E3 nightmare for Nintendo. And we're also going to have a special guest on to talk about the upcoming Zelda Dungeon Marathon. His name is Kevin O'Rourke. You can look forward to him coming on. Uh, June 12th is, of course, E3. And then the following week is going to be the fallout of E3 and the official winner crowned between our bet. So... Uh, make sure that you uh, keep locked on the Champions Cast for the next month because we are going to be going crazy with all of this good E3 stuff. So that is episode 13. Lots of fun content. That's right. That's episode 13. We'd like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, If you head over to Podbean and to iTunes, you can subscribe to us there. You can drop a comment, drop a like. Uh, As always, hope that you and yours have a good week. Um, For Taylor, this is Andy. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. See you next time, everybody.